Making After School Cool. Welcome to the Making After School Cool podcast, the link between research practice and theory for those who are interested in the activities youth are involved with during non-school hours. The Making After School Cool podcast is produced by Case for Kids, the division of Harris County Department of Education. And I'm your host, Mike Wilson. Today's preview is of episode 65, where we will discuss the school to prison nexus the practice of putting students who violate the zero tolerance policy on their campus are frequently pushed out of the traditional educational environment and are either placed into an alternative site, the juvenile system, or the criminal justice system. This tendency originally became known as the school to prison pipeline. However, over the years, it has become evident that the school to prison pipeline theory is more complicated and multi-layered. As a result, a new term called the school to prison nexus has emerged. To discuss the difference between the two terms are my guests, Cersei Stumbo and Angelina Ramirez. Ms. Stumbo is president of the West Wind Education Policy, Inc., which she founded in January of 2001. Angelina Ramirez is a senior at Coe College in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, majoring in both political science and social and criminal justice. She is also a project assistant at West Wind Education Policy, Inc. Yeah, so the pipeline describes a way that schools funnel specific students out of schools and into the juvenile and criminal justice system, whereas the nexus describes the ways that schools function for all students and how the policies and practices and, um, and conditions of schools mirror the policies and practices and conditions of prisons. Um, and importantly, those policies, practices, and conditions disproportionately impact students of color. Um, but, but actually, all students are being socialized into this nexus. Um, and, and the key part of that is what happens is when we look at schools, we see a readiness of adults in the schools to presume that students of color will be unruly or dangerous. And there is then a resulting mentality that classrooms and schools have to function with a kind of command and control mentality that's focused on order and compliance and silence on the part of students. And because of the historic narratives we have about people of color, this tends to really be focused disproportionately on students of color many physical similarities between prisons and schools, um, not just in the structure of the author authoritarian kind of structure that you could see being enforced in both systems, but things like muted colors in a classroom, lack of natural light, confined spaces, you know, high gates surrounding the school uh, it, with pointed tops at the end, um, during recess, having patrolling faculty as, a, as opposed to, you know, interactive or participating faculty with students. Um, and then, of course, Cersei mentioned strict silence and order, um, even during oftentimes lunch and recess, which are specifically created for students to be able to release energy, right? So um, just that authoritarian structure overlapping on both on both sides of, of the prison system and the school system um, and that could also look like policies such as dress codes um, loss of individual autonomy and for black students specifically there are dress codes that affect them more so than white students like hair discrimination dress codes um, uh, 
bands on do-rags or bonnets or baggy or sa sagging pants and labeling those things as disruptive or um, distracting or taking away from educational experience when in reality these are cultural norms and should be accepted as such. Um, more importantly, or, or maybe to add on to this, is that kids notice this, right? I'm in college right now, but I specifically remember a, a very specific moment in seventh or eighth grade where we were kind of looking around, we were at um, at our lunch and recess and we were looking around at the patrolling faculty and thinking this is this is like a prison and we were cracking jokes at the time not really understanding um, what it means for these systems to be so similar uh, without realizing the long-term effects of such things um, such policies practices and visible differences right um, between what an, a positive educational environment looks like, an empowering educational environment looks like versus what we have now, which is focused on command and control. Um, and the fact that kids notice this at such an early age kind of speaks to how influential these processes are. So please join us for this upcoming episode as we continue to explore issues relevant to the out-of-school time field. Make it after school cool. cool.